You're not your worst decisions. They are part of your life and we have to deal with that. We've been through seasons of our life where we're just not proud of who we are. But the foundation for me is that when I was looking to try to figure out who I am, I had to come to a place of really going deep in my identity and, and where my identity came from. And, and that really came from a, an understanding of my relationship with God. Out of my identity came my authority. And by that, I believe I was called to get back up. I believe I was called to do more. I believe I was called to use my pain. You're listening to The Man Maker Show. Welcome to season one with your host, Brad Walgamont. This podcast is all about becoming a better man for ourselves and the people around us. So if you enjoy this episode, whether you're on your way to work or mowing the lawn, make sure to share this with somebody, like, and subscribe. Well, I hope you're ready, because here we go. Hello, and welcome to episode 10. Oh man, this has been a great journey. It's just so great having you along here. I hope you're getting a lot out of it. I know I am. It's great to be in a place of studying. It's great to be in a place of caring. It's great to be in a place where you feel like you can make a contribution. I don't want to begin to make any kind of impression. I think I figured it all out, or that I have it all, or that I've got all this stuff wired. It's just things I've learned, things I've worked on, things I'm continuing to work on. I am staying in that conscious competence or conscious incompetence stage right in there. I think I know what I'm doing, but I'm hungry to continue to learn. So welcome here. I wanted to say thank you to all of you that are watching and listening and enjoying, whether you're on Spotify or Apple or Amazon or YouTube or Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or wherever you happen to be. It's just great to be with you and I hope that I can add some value. You know, I started this program, I really had three primary goals. And I want to share those with you today. And then I want—I got a couple things to, to wrap up with you. And I'll try to be brief. As usual, I'll try to keep it on 20 minutes. But you know, when I first started this, I really had a goal to connect first. I really believe that if people know that I care, then maybe they'll care what I know. And I know it's one of the oldest sayings. I don't mean to overuse it, but I can't emphasize enough the fact that I've come from a place of a lot of brokenness a lot of struggle, a lot of challenges, and I've had some victories. And I'm proud of the victories, and I live, learned to live with the challenges and the failures of my life. But knowing that I care is, is really what it matters the most. And I, I heard a story the other day about Mother Teresa, and someone said to her, you know, for a million bucks, I wouldn't touch a leper. And if you know anything about Mother Teresa, she worked in India, and served in India and that's she made an impact with people that were the lowest of low and she said well I wouldn't touch a miracle <laughs> I wouldn't touch a leper for two million dollars but I would for the love of God and that really hit me because I think really it's 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 about letting people know that I care and you may not have the same belief that I do and that's totally fine and I, I hope it give me a chance to to be with you and share with you my thoughts. You can totally disagree with my philosophies. I'm not threatened by that and I'm not offended. In fact, I might've been in your shoes 15, 20 years ago. I might've been offended by certain things just because I wasn't ready. And so 
I would just ask you to give me the grace and, 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 and let me go after the fact that I really do care and I, I can't help but be what I am. I spent too much of my time trying to be something else and I just really want to take this season of life to, to really share with what's on my heart. The second goal was to influence you and to influence you in a way that you wake up to the truth. The truth is your greatness. The truth is your toughness. The truth is you're valued. And I think it's just so easy to forget that. It's so easy to forget that we are important. And I want to influence you to, to stand up and to be strong and be bold, regardless of what you've been through. I have been through a lot. And I have been to the bottom, I think. I don't know, maybe there's a deeper place I could have gotten to, but it really put me in a place where I really want to connect with those of you that have maybe been through a tough season. Um, those of you that have struggled and challenged and tried to get back up. And that's really what I'm trying to do here is to just to influence you, to remind yourself, to, to start the place of, of greatness, start with the place of that you're valuable, to, to understand that you're tougher than you think you are. And I can remember when I was living in the woods um, and I, I, I just had some really painful days. Um, prior to getting evicted from my home, uh, I can remember in the tragic season of my divorce, the tragic season of the train wreck that I'd caused in my life. And I was really in a weird place. And I can remember I, I couldn't find my wallet. I was looking everywhere for it. And I just, I didn't understand it. And, and I found it in my refrigerator. <laughs> and it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Like I have lost my mind. And I, I just wept. I just, I couldn't believe that my life had come from where it was <laughs> years before to where it had gotten to at that point. But it was one of those things where I realized I've got to, I've got to figure some things. I need, I needed to find me. I needed to get to a place where there was more to my life. I can remember one time and I was sulking and, you know, I don't know how to describe it, but just really feeling pretty miserable myself and, and I felt like I had lost everything. And I remember this quiet voice coming across me and it said, you've lost nothing. And what's interesting is, you know, that's really a true statement because what I was focusing on the time was the loss of my home, the loss of my recognition, the loss of my business, the loss of my family, the loss of the respect of those that I respected the most, the impact it had on my kids. And that was just a, a struggle. Um, and I realized that I needed to find me because I, I'd lost myself. I, I think I'd become, I hate to say this, but I think I'd become a yes man. And I don't know if you can relate to that, but I felt like I was spending most of my time trying to impress those around me. I was spending most of my time trying to make them happy. And I was a yes man to a lot of people in my life. I was a yes man to my own lusts, my own desires, my own, my own self-image issues. And I let those rule me. And if you're in that place in your life, well, then then maybe you can relate to this, that you kind of just don't, don't know who you are because what you've done is such a train wreck, a collision of what you believe you are. And that's a tough one to come with. So really what I'm trying to do with you is, is, is to walk you through this, you know, how I got back up and hopefully encourage you to get back up, that you're not your worst decisions. They are part of your life and we have to deal with that. We've been through seasons of our life where we're just not proud of who we are. But the foundation for me is that when I was looking to try to figure out who I am, 
I had to come to a place of really going deep in my identity and, and where my identity came from. And, and that really came from a, an understanding of my relationship with God. And, you know, for most of my life, I denied that. For most of my life, I played with that. Most of my life, I had pretended that. I just didn't really understand it because I really felt like I was a double standard. I was living a lie. And yet, I was doing all these amazing things. But in my quiet moments, my character was flawed. And some of you know what I mean. Some of you have been there. Some of you fight that all the time. And I get that. But out of my identity came my authority. And by that, I believe I was called to get back up. I believe I was called to do more. I believe I was called to use my pain as something that could hopefully help other people, that I could walk alongside their brokenness and say, I understand you, I feel you, I I've been in those situations. They may all, of course, they're all different and they're all unique and they can hurt. I can remember a, a very clear time in my life where I had a, a young man come to me and he was broken and he was distraught. And he was really bothered by some choices that he'd made and the impact in his life. And and uh, this was really before my divorce and before my real fall. And and I shared with him, I know how you feel. And I shared with him some of my struggles, some of the things that I was really battling. And it really as an attempt to let him know that he's not alone, that there's a lot of us that are imperfect and we have a desire to get back up. We just don't know how. And that person took those confidential things that I told them and shared them with a couple of very valuable people to me and, and may to this day still share some of those things. And I, I don't know if anything gut punched me more than the breaking of confidence with someone that you cared enough to share, to serve, to impact, to try to help them get back up and then to literally just take that and turn that and flip it on you to use it as a, as a, as a leverage point. Those are challenging days. And some of you have been through, you've been through betrayal. You've betrayed yourself and you've been betrayed. You, you, you battle that. But I can tell you that there's a greater story on the other side of that. There is victory, there is greatness, there is love, there is a true life, there is a, an opportunity for character and, and, and strength. And I heard it said once, the wisest man in the room is the man that can share his greatest problems and be okay with the fact that people may judge him. That there was a strength, there was a wisdom in being able to use your struggles as an opportunity to try to connect with people. And so out of, out of all that, I found myself with really nothing left but the things that really mattered. And that was who I was going to be, the choices that I was gonna then begin to make, the, the, the honor that I was gonna begin to live by, realizing that could take decades or perhaps the rest of my life to get back to a point of confidence and the ability to share, the ability to connect, the ability to be believed by people. Some of you that are listening, you know me, you know my struggles, you know my failures. Um, and you know, I, I have to be okay with that because A, I can't change it and B, maybe you relate the fact that I've been to the bottom and I've worked my way back up and I'm still working on it, I'm still coming here. So what happened was out of understanding my identity, I found a mission. And the mission that I found was to take this new identity and the authority that came with that identity to then begin to stand on a place of grace, stand on a place of, yes, I've made mistakes, but I'm not a mistake. I've, I've been able to get to a place where my mission is to use my grief and my struggles and my challenges and all of my success and victories and things I've been through 
to help inspire people to get back up, to learn that they're capable and they're able, but it's gonna take work. You can't just bury it. You just can't forget about it. You just can't act like it didn't happen. You can't hide when haters show up. You can't go fight every single person that's gonna try to drag you down. I realize the risk of putting a podcast out, but there will be people that still don't like me and are angry with me or wanna hurt me. And, and they may take that opportunity in, in, this, in this format. And that's that's probably already happened and will continue to happen as I produce you know, hundreds of episodes of the next decade. It's inevitable to happen. I, ha I have to take that risk and so do you because it's not about me. It, it, it's about the impact of, of falling and then getting back up. And, and, and that really is what it's all about. And if we wanna make an impact, John Maxwell says, if you wanna grow, lead followers. If you want to multiply, lead leaders. And there's a difference between followers and leaders. Followers are the people that are going to do whatever you say. They're not going to ask any questions. They're never going to challenge you. They're just going to just follow. Whatever you say, they're going to go do. And that isn't a bad thing. It's just it, it isn't a permanent thing. Because a good follower becomes a great leader. And in order to multiply, you have to be able to lead leaders. And to lead leaders, you have to be able to handle some tough questions. They're going to ask questions like, how'd you do it? What were your issues? How'd you get back up? They're going to ask questions like, what's in it for me? If I take this risk, if I, if I, if I dive into this, you know, what's in it for me, right? And they're going to ask, what do you get out of it? They're going to challenge you and that's okay. I've had plenty of leaders in my businesses over the years really challenge me and, and we have to be okay with that. If I can say, hey, back up, you got no right to, to question me, I'm a leader, I've done this and I've done that, who are you to ask me these questions, then you're just gonna shut people down. Now there are some things that are private and they're gonna remain private. You don't need to air your laundry to everybody everywhere, but you really can't hide from it. And so to really get to that point where I wanted to, to multiply the idea of this podcast, and thank you for being with me, thank you for listening, thank you for hanging with me, thanks for giving me the grace to show you the new me. I heard, I heard a few years ago, uh, a great statement says, if you knew me five to 10 years ago, you probably don't know me. My growth game has been strong. Please allow me to reintroduce myself. And I really feel like this is an opportunity, kind of a coming out party for me to reintroduce myself to you. And those of you that have stood by me as friends and people encouraged me to get back up, thank you. Thank you, thank you. I would not be where I am if it wasn't for many of you. And I'd love to share your names, but in, in confidentiality, I'll just keep those to myself for now. But uh, most of you that have reached out to me and loved on me and encouraged me, you know who you are. And I, I, I am grateful. I've had a chance to attend a lot of meetings lately um, that are in the evening and it's a small group. And they shared something with me that really hit me. And it was a saying, and it goes like this, I came, I came too. I came to believe. And it hit me because I love little rhymes like that. But basically what it means is when I say I came, I came to learn. I came to sit at the feet of God to help me understand grace, to help me understand love, to help me understand the adversary who's coming after me. I came to advance myself. I'm surrounded by books and audios of things that I've studied for years and continue to read. I've got a, I've got a bullpen of books above my desk here that are, are, are next to be read. I came, I showed up. And I believe that it's like having hope. 
hoping that if you apply yourself, if you study, if you show up, you're going to get better. I think it was Brett Favre said when someone asked him what was his key to greatness, and he says, I showed up. I showed up. I came. I was there. And as a result of being there, then I reach a level of consciousness, and that's where the I came to. I came to what? Right? That's the whole idea. I kind of, I came to. It's like, you ever been knocked out and you came to? <laughs> I have not been knocked out, but I know lots of people have. And coming to is kind of like you go, whoa, where am I? How'd I get here? And it's it's a new state of consciousness. You you wake up out of this nightmare or, or this dream or this false set of realities and you come to. And you come to a, a, a place where you begin to understand and you can move in that third stage where it, it said, I came to believe. And that's really what I'm about with you. You show up, I came, I came to, I came to believe. I came to believe in myself. I came to believe in the process. I came to believe that if I read, listen, learn, study, ask questions, that I can build enough value that maybe there's a way that I could share that with people around the world. I, I, I came to believe, and that's a confidence. That's that conscious competence that we roll into when we've been enough studying, when we put enough positive information in our minds to dilute the memory of some things in the past. And that's really oftentimes what it is. It's it's a dilution. I heard the solution to pollution is dilution, right? What does that mean? It means we've got a lot of pollution in our mind. We, we carry around a bag of rocks, a backpack of rocks that's weighing us down. And, you know, we need to dump those rocks. But at the same time, sometimes we can't because they're just in our head and we continue to remember, we continue to fight them. But we come to believe after enough process, <clears throat> enough work, enough study, enough time. And that's what I'm challenging you guys to do, is to get into books, get into audios, watch as much as you can, put as much positive stuff into this training of yours, this think tank that processes and processes, processes to a point where you're no longer processing your failures, you're processing your promise. You're living a life of restoration, right? You're living a life of a strong desire to, to build off that silver lining of that incredible situation and challenge. I had a chance to talk to my buddy Jordan the other day. He lives out in uh, New York, and he treated me to a, a, a New York Yankees game a little while back, and we sat like third, fourth, fifth row and watched the Yankees play, and it, it was just <laughs> a dream come true. And he shared something with me. He goes, you know, he just had his first baby, and he said, I, needed, I knew that I need to grow. I need, knew that I need to change. So he got into jujitsu and he says, you know, I was not ready. You know, I was scared. I was unprepared. But what started was I had this desire to change my body, to change my mind. And he felt that jujitsu would be something that could radically impact him. At the same time, it's something he could share with his son and teach him how to defend himself and how to handle himself. I, I wrestled for a few years in school and those skills still sit with me today to be able to handle certain things. And as a man, that's important. I was talking to a wrestling coach the other day, and he said, the great difference today, because now girls wrestle and boys wrestle, which I'm totally fine with that. But he says the difference between the boys is that when the boys fail, they cry, they get upset. If they're tired, they oftentimes quit. If they, if they go through some as injuries or struggles, they can't practice. They just They find themselves to be very mentally, physically weak because they haven't been taught these fundamentals of what it takes to win, and that is to go through failure, struggle, challenge, pain, etc. He said the girls, very interesting enough, when they fail, they might cry for a second, but they lock their jaw. There's something about 
women, young ladies today, that they have a, a determination to prove themselves. And, and maybe that's the coming out of women, right, that have been perhaps portrayed as being inferior or um, not able to make the impact of men, which we know is not true because there's lots and lots of amazingly successful, brilliant, wonderful, world-shaping women in the world. We know that. But I'm sure if we look at history, we'd say a lot, a lot of male stories and a few female stories. But <clears throat> what's happened is these women have, these young ladies that are teenagers, right? They're in high school, that they've just gotten to a point where like, I am gonna be gritty, I am gonna be tough. And I, I, I find that incredibly exciting and I find it very depressing and sad that boys give up so easy. And I just think it's because they got, they got a, a mixed message. I got to be in touch with my femininity. I, I, got, I got to be softer and kinder. And, and, and I got to think things out more. And I got to be connected to all this. And, and not that those are bad things, but what I want you to connect to is the power of struggle, the power of failure, the, the, the humility, which is one of the more difficult things to ever achieve in your life is true humility, true understanding that you're really just a vessel that ideas and things can be sowed into that you can then fertilize and grow and, and bear fruit and, and make great impact in, in, in people's lives. And so I, I, I hope that these stories will help you get there. Uh, a good friend of mine I've known for 40 years now traveling the world it takes six months and he's all over the world and he's in India and off to Africa and Asia and he's six months a year he went to the Panama Canal and amazing life and he's, and he's recently visited the home of Gandhi and he's reading the history of this man and where he was murdered in his home uh, over a squabble with a lawyer and he's totally committed to developing a program. I'm so proud of this guy. I think he said he's 61 or 62 years old, committed to building a program to teach people how to win. At 62, he's revitalized about making an impact, people. And Mike, if you're hearing this, I am so proud of you and what you're doing. And I'm I'm proud to stand with you and by you and be a, some, a leg on your table somehow, helping you become great. Because that's really what this boils down to. We've all been through things. The three stages of belief, you come, you come to, you come to believe. Show up, be led, wake up, and then begin to believe in yourself that everything works together for the greater good. That if we stay dedicated, and as a man, you've got to be willing to go through this. Because the final stage, the third goal, is to turn you into an influencer, a man maker. This is the man maker show to help you become a man. But my goal is not just to lead followers. I want to lead influencers, leaders. I want you to become a man maker. I want you to take this message and share it. I want you to take it to people and shout it from the mountaintop. Bring them to the podcast or share it yourself. I don't care. This isn't my content. This is things I've learned and stole from books and audios and great men all of my life. Take the time to become a man maker. Let that be one of the burning goals of your life, to become an influencer, a mentor, a man. The man that someone calls when the fit hits the shan and they don't know what to do and they're struggling and they want to get back up, they just don't know how. Become that person. Don't let your failure be your identity. Let the promise of growth and change and excellence and honor and strength become your identity. You're a good man. I don't even know you, but I know your heart. I know who made you and he made you good. And there's a lot to do with your life. And I can't wait to hear the stories as we share them over the next decade on the Man Maker Show. The changes, the breakthroughs, the overcomings, the story, we're gonna share it if you allow me. 
Thanks for being my friend. Thanks for being part of us. Be a man maker. Stay with us. Let's keep going. We got greatness ahead of us. All right, man maker out.